kind of like as butch as Lindsey Graham is. You know? I mean, him like me, I mean, he hasn't seen a vagina since he left one. And I can tell you he hasn't looked back. There are other so many scary demons in the world. I mean, things going on. And I wonder, as, I, as I'm getting older, I think about, like, do we have any original ideas anymore? Do we ever come up with anything that's like our own, or do we continuously just go back and rehash and destroy our dreams for some quick payoff now? Has anyone, speaking of which, right? And, um, you know, it's just like, does anyone here know, speaking of those, um, people that rehash and destroy our dreams. Did you know Harrison Ford? Right? So you saw him in Star Wars. Liked him. Saw him in Indiana Jones. In the temp- uh, um, I always forget the first one. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? That was it. You liked that, right? Did anyone see him in um, Blade Runner 2049? Why? Was he in it? You're sure? Cause I, are you sure they didn't CGI him in there? You sure they didn't? Do you know how I know they didn't? Because he broke his ankle on that set. Poor man. And then he went on and he did um, Star Wars. can't believe they're still doing these. Have you seen that one? And it was there he broke, um, I believe, another wrist or something like that. And I keep thinking if they, can't, if they can just CGI Carrie, Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space and ice, we can use that technology to save this old man. I mean, we have to protect our national treasures. What else? Um, next one more thing for Halloween. I want to sing a song of uh, the musical. Oh, yeah, I'm up here as, as if I had written a successful musical. And this is also in honor of Leslie Jordan, who's recently passed. Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my kind. Gay, and he won't be lonely. Tears on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you, Pam. Brady, I thought you were going to dress up as little orphan Fanny. No, just, you got to do it at some point. And we got we to gotta, um, do, an, there's got to be another song in that musical that you can do too, because you can do a couple of them. But no, not, I love that song, but I do have it memorized too. But there's, aren't there, I feel like you can, it's a hard cock life. Oh my God. You just all just say that line. It's a hard cock life for us. And then walk off stat. And it's really just that one. It's gorgeous. Yay, Brady. Yeah. Brady, Brady, and yay. I'm sorry. The music's so weird today because it's, I'm trying to be Halloween-y or whatever. Um, hey, it can be Lauren or it can be Denise. But both of you just walked in. And so it can be, it's up to you who wants to go. Okay, yeah, there we go. Put your hands together, everyone, for Denise Lee. There's the creepy stuff. Okay. Um, so I recently found out that my favorite drug is Molly. Uh, not for not for me, just for other people. I've personally never done it. 
All I know is when people are on Molly, I get a lot of compliments and I like compliments. I don't think people mean them because last time one of my friends was on Molly, she was like, Denise, you're so beautiful. And then she goes, you're the most beautiful white woman I've ever seen. But I chose to ignore that part. (laughs) But now every time I'm having a bad week or every time my self-esteem is low, I just text all my friends and I'm like, who wants to do Molly? I want to watch. I want to feel good about myself. (laughs) Uh, I feel like San Francisco... San Francisco is a crazy place, right? And I feel like I'm not, I'm not in a good place mentally. And I know I'm not because recently I was walking down the street and I smelled shit in the air per usual. And my first thought was, did I shit myself? And I had to check. (laughs) And I did not shit myself, but I kind of wish I did because I was on my way to work. But turns out I had just stepped in and I was like, damn, (laughs) if I had loose bowels, then I could call in sick. Okay, we're doing well. Um, I'm a very insecure person. Uh, I found out I'm insecure because I went to my gynecologist recently and she was like examining everything. And I asked her how my vagina compared to other people I was like, do you feel like it's prettier than most people's? And she was like, I don't know what you mean. And I was just like, anatomically speaking, is my vagina more aesthetically pleasing? And um, she's not my gynecologist anymore. Dr. Tyndall, she's great. Highly recommend. Um, I recently found out I'm into dirty talk. Like, I was with this guy, and he was like, yeah, you dirty slut. And I was like, yay, Um, because I was like, oh, maybe it looks like I get laid a lot or something. I don't know. Damn, that worked really well the first. Maybe it was like a one-hit wonder, you know. All right, anyway. um, So I have a pretty low pain tolerance. I was was out on a run recently, and uh, everything was hurting. And I started crying. And so I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So then while I cried, I Googled how many calories are burned from crying. Is crying a good workout? Uh, Turns out 1.3 calories per minute and it is a good ab workout. So I just immediately stopped running. I was like, okay, sorrow will be my exercise from now on. I think San Francisco is a very diverse city. I uh, I saw I saw a albino rat on the bar recently, and I was like, "Wow, there's really creatures of all colors here." <laughs> um, I try and do good deeds, but I'm not a good person. Uh, on my way to my last show, I gave a homeless person a dollar because I was like, oh, maybe this will be good karma for me to have a good show. And I did not have a good show. So then my next thought was, oh, maybe I should have given him $2. I don't really know where that's going. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Denise Lee, everyone. Hooray. It's funny, they ask for more than a dollar now. They'll be like, you got you got $2? I'm like, man, I wish I had $2. That would be great. And I could go buy some motherfucking coffee. 
because uh, it's like $7 for a coffee now, which is like, what? How did that happen? When did that happen? Am I, am, am I, I'm so high right now. I feel like I'm in another dimension and where a coffee is $7. All right, you're next. I really am super high though. Lauren, you got to be careful of this bread. Oh boy, this is killer today. I'll put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Woo! Do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if they did, how did they figure out that they were getting it? Right? One day they woke up and said, well, that didn't feel like enough. I'm going to sleep another hour. What's an hour? I don't know. I think they just, they had to start from scratch. I mean, they didn't even have pillows. Goddamn. Then they have to figure out what sleep hygiene is and how to, how to count and a numerical system and how... That's a lot of fucking stuff to do in one night. One night. All right. Um, I just got on the bus. Nine, because I figured the 27 never comes, so I'd take the nine. And it was... I had a little bit of pop. But I'm not really stoned. I just, this is just a little bit of pot. And I was bombarded with sensory uh, overload from being on the bus. There was, um, some guy came, had a radio and he was parked right next to me. I was sitting on the seat, second seat, and he was playing some, sound, some song and I was like, get off the bus, get off the bus. I'm trying to think, I can't think. And then somebody else got on and they were on the phone already and they were speaking in Spanish. And then it was like, it was just constant. And I thought, what if an alien was on this bus? And tripping out like I am, going, what is, oh, and the door. The door says, uh, what does it say? Doors are opening. Doors are opening. <laughs> I mean, so an alien would freak out. All right, that's, I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's, that's just happened, and that was just so real. All right. Um, a long time is relative, isn't it? Like, when you, it depends on who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Like, what, what would be a long time to you, Sam? What's a long time? <laughs> yeah, but, like, just pick... One thing, three hours, okay. Pam, what, what's relative to you? A long time, I'm sorry, what's a long time? 10 years. So there's a big difference between 10 years and what did you say, three hours? Yeah, and it could be even like two minutes. It could be really different, so it, it depends. So I was thinking um, my, it's, it is all relative and it's, if you think of my, uh, my relatives, Uncle Bob and Aunt Muriel, bless you. Who crashed? Uh, his hat fell off. Um, you would, Uncle Bob was a tall drink of water, so a long time ago would be 10 years would be an Uncle Bob. And a short Aunt Muriel is a short time ago, so she would be 20 minutes or three years or who said whatever. I don't know. That's, I don't know where I'm going with that. Thank God. All right. Have you ever noticed that the expression, as it ever happened before, comes in handy now and again? 
No? All right. Fuck that. Thank you. Bye. Yay, Lauren Crabb. Yay. Uh, about, yeah, about the Uncle Bob and Aunt Muriel, I think that the punchline in there is time is relative when you say it again, but just use Uncle Bob and Aunt Miriam in something and then at the end say time is relative because you say it at the beginning, but then you, you know, illuminate the relatives and then say it again and maybe that's the punch. And if you just shorten it, yeah. If you're like, yeah, oh my, uh, an, uh, an Uncle Bob, like, last uncle bob we just use them in a sentence maybe and then say and then just punch and say the punch time is relative and then see if it does any different i don't know unless someone else has if some so you can anybody can talk into the microphone that's up there if they have anything to say is that what you were going to ask about what were you going to ask about oh yeah just more specifics on the but please stand clear of the door, the door. <laughs> right like all the weird shit and if you have specific lines like something in spanish just like one line i mean but if you could sort of recreate that feeling of stress with a couple lines from and then close it with doors are closing doors are opening or whatever yeah because you know how you do your other joke where you talk so fast and you put everything together and you have all the voices and it's like it would be like that right so it'd be like Doors are closing. Just into his fucking Jesus. Adios mio. Or whatever. And then, and then like some crazy rap music and be like, bitch from the inside. Like, yeah. And then keep flipping back and forth. And if you did that for a couple of seconds, you're such a good actor. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay. All righty. Your next comedian just moved to us from Vermont. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay! All right, what's up, everybody? I was yeah, that was a spooky. The, the baby crying last week was that was that was rough. <laughs> nice to be here. Fancy seeing you all here. My dad and I had a real close father-son bond, you know. But it was tough because he was a single father, so he had to learn a lot of stuff on the fly. Like growing up, he didn't know what cribs were, so he would take me downstairs and put me in the laundry, in the dryer, every time I had to go to bed. And I would toss and turn all night. I give him a lot of credit, though, because he was always there for me. Like I remember one night, I caught the monster under my bed, masturbating. And I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my dad, Dad, Dad. And he came so fast. Yeah, I laid off the pot recently. I knew I had a problem smoking too much because I couldn't do basic household chores. Like, rock bottom for me was I fucked up vacuuming, you know? My headphones were on so loud, and I was so high. I didn't realize the vacuum was off the whole time. It was like, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. I'm trying to, you know, date different people and whatnot, but I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, like things without strings attached. Like, I like strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week because he kept saying really kinky shit during sex, like, I'm a real boy. 
I'm trying to be more progressive lately, trying to learn all the new acronyms, you know? I'm not talking about LGBTQ and all that. I'm talking about things like POTUS. Like, we used to just say, the President of the United States. Now we say POTUS. We used to just say, the Supreme Court of the United States. Now it's SCOTUS. We used to just say, transgender Ukrainian people of color. Now we say, Tupac! I'm from Vermont. I didn't know Tupac was a rapper till like last week. It's so white there. You know, the darkest thing that comes out of Vermont is grade A maple syrup. And I'm trying to keep up in a diverse world. Vermont was statistically for a while the whitest state in the union. It goes back and forth with Maine, actually. The, both populations are low. I think it's basically like a fucked up game of ping pong, but instead of a white ball, it's a single black family going over the border to get groceries. My girlfriend and I wanted a dog, but we decided we weren't ready, so we went out and we adopted a road. And I love that road. I walked that road every day, and I picked up its poop every morning. And I come to you heartbroken today, because we had to put that dog down last week. It got run over by a car. All right, digging deep into the barrel here with some silly one-liners just to wrap it up, try and get out. I wonder if carrots are jealous oranges won the title. My girlfriend is so vegan, she's against soccer. She hates to watch those boys kick that baby cow egg around. How fulfilled do you think Harry Styles' hairstylist is? I'm trying to get into protest, so I recently started protesting gun control. I just want to keep shooting the breeze. All right, I'll end on this Halloween one. <laughs> we keep hearing at night, we think my house is haunted, because every night we hear something. Oh, fuck, I fucked it up. We keep hearing, <laughs> I think my house is haunted by a panda bear, because every night I hear bamboo. All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs> Damn West, everyone. What was that first one-liner you told before the cow egg, before the one that was about the vegan? Because that one was, I thought was really funny. If carrots are jealous of oranges because they won the title, that's fucking, that's a brilliant joke. It's so Hedbergian, Hedbergesque, Hed, you know, Mitch Hedbergesque. It was, that was amazing. That's a really funny one. All right, put your hands together and, oh, and, oof, and I am high today, so I've, I'm, I, that, that tickled me. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Hanae Shakur. Hey, how's it going? Um, if you can't tell, my Halloween costume is Justin Trudeau doing brownface. Uh... My name is Hunaid, uh, my white name is Nate, and it's important to have a white name because I don't like to get into spelling bees at Starbucks, even though I'd be pretty good at it. Um, during COVID, I started spending a lot more time with my girlfriend, not by choice. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but when girls spend too much time together, their periods sync up. And that's when I realized I had been spending too much time with my girlfriend because I realized my depressive episodes were syncing up with her periods. And so we would both be on the couch eating ice cream and she'd be like, I'm feeling so many emotions and I'm like, I don't feel anything. 
And so one of us is looking forward to menopause. Um, I also got to spend a lot more time with my gay housemate. I know it sounds like I'm bragging about being more woke than you. I'm not. It's just I'm very awake because he's very loud. And we both went on a target run together, um, or Target, as he says, um, to buy stuff for his poodle because I realized... He told me that if you don't groom your poodle every every week, they can go blind from like the hair they get in their eyes. So I turned to him and I said, that's really weird. How did poodles survive in the wild without humans helping them? And so we Googled it and we realized poodles never lived in the wild. They were always owned by old women and gay couples. Um, I suffer from something that some of you it looks like also suffer from, and that's having an approachable face. It's, it's a little insulting to get approached in a BART station by like a white woman and a baby asking for directions as if I'm going to help them. And it's just like, it's insulting because I want to be taken seriously, like I'm dangerous. This is the streets of SF, and I could slap your baby right now. It's within arm's range of me. But, you know... I'll, I'll do my best to help them. Um, oh, uh, I recently got my company sued because of me. And it sounds like a brag, because it is. But it, the lawyer had to depose me, our company lawyer, and she came up to me, and so she like sat me down, and she was like, Hunay, did you tell Sam that you made 30% more than her? And I was like, yes, I did. And she said, did you know that she's now suing us for gender wage disparity? And I was like, that sounds like a you problem. And then she says, can you, we pulled some of your chats. Can you just read them for the record? And I was like, I would rather not. And she goes, no, you'd have to because you're legally obligated to. So I read them and Sam was like, Hunaid, you're kind of a shitty worker. I, you've been on your phone all morning and I don't know why people think you're a better worker than me. I'm way better. And then I responded, uh, not according to our salaries. And then the lawyer is like, okay, thank you. So just one last question to wrap it up. Um, at any point, did you decide, did you ever think about telling Sam that you actually made less than her? And I was like, I did not. She seemed really upset by it, so I decided to just let it keep going. Um, I'm trying to be a better person. Um, I stopped smoking and I stopped drinking. And that's so I have more money for my coke habit. And it's weird because it's like so expensive. Um, I remember one time I was going to a party and I hit up my friend. I was like, hey, let's go to this party later. And I know your brother sells coke. Um, so can you hit him up and see if he can hook us up? And then he said, oh, shoot, I've been so busy recently. I forgot to tell you, my brother OD'd two weeks ago. So we can just have what's left of his stash. All right. Thank you. That's really funny because if you had it in the overdose, then it might have fentanyl in it, and then that's so funny. Oh, I get it. Hey, uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Ezra Lux. Woo! Apparently, it's Halloween. This is for work. I got a new job. It's, uh, the commute's really bad. I have to go to Tijuana 
and it involves getting beaten up by four fat guys wearing capes. Anyway, um, Pam, uh, Pam, you're really high. Last time I was that high, I thought I watched that Christopher Nolan movie, The Prestige, but I had just been watching the DVD menu of it for like two hours. <laughs> um, I'm not much of a conspiracy guy, but I do believe in one conspiracy that every famous person that hung themselves, it was actually autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm. Now that begs the question, how about all of the famous people that actually died from autoerotic asphyxiation? The big one I can think of is David Carradine, star of the 1970s TV show Kung Fu. But I don't think that story, like, I don't buy it at all. Apparently the details are he died of autoerotic asphyxiation in a sleazy hotel in Bangkok, Thailand. You can do that in America. That doesn't require airfare. <laughs> I think something much worse was happening. <laughs> and the lie they came up with to clear his name was he died jerking off. Um, I, uh, I am uh, half Jewish. Woo! <laughs> you don't get a lot of woos for that. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, it's my dad's side of the family, so I guess I don't count. Um, if anybody wants the experience though, of having Jewish grandparents, I would suggest just like signing up for Bernie Sanders email list because it's a very similar cadence. Uh, it's just the ones I get generally have like nine times as many font choices. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think a good way, like maybe half of my family's Christian. I think a good way of explaining it is by looking at the God, like Jewish God and Christian God are very different characters. Uh, Jews use the Old Testament, as they call it. They don't call it that, whatever. Um, and Old Testament God feels very much to me like an alcoholic who then, like, disappears for a really long time and then comes back in the New Testament, like, all clean now for some reason, talking about, like, being nice to your neighbors and all this shit, when, like, literally a year ago he's, like, turning people into salt for no reason. <laughs> I mean, so much of the Bible just feels to me like drunk behavior. I mean, okay, look at, like, look at, look at a uh, famous alcoholic, right? Like, who's a famous alcoholic? Let's say the guy's from Jackass, right? All of the Bible just reads like, I'm God, this is Jackass, and this is flood the entire earth because I'm drunk. <laughs> Oops. This is make millions of people give their kids circumcisions for some reason because that seems like a fun idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it's like he comes back, and now like all the guys in Jackass, he's like, I have a podcast, I'm clean, <laughs> I'm all about, you know, supporting my friends. I gotta work on that bit, I think there's something to that though. Uh, let's see, what, what's one I can do quickly? Um, yeah, so speaking of like, you know, Jewish dad, I feel like my family is like very bad at being Jewish. Um, like I get like the, the like knockoff version of all of the like bad stereotypes, like, or the good stereotypes. Like I'm not good with money, but I'm like very good at monopoly for some reason. <laughs> or like my dad wasn't a lawyer, so I didn't have a lot of money growing up, but he did once play a lawyer in a Spanish language pornographic film. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all I got. Thanks guys. I would say that when God comes back and not only does he has a podcast, have some weird examples like weird, healthy, weird shit, like cold pressed juice or intermittent fasting, like that weird shit that people are doing right now. That's like super healthy or super like, like teaching Pilates or something. 
He's he's doing a podcast on Pilates and he's doing cold pressed juice and that sounds a lot like Gwyneth Paltrow. Is Gwyneth Paltrow Jesus? Um, yay! Put your hands together for for Ezra one more time, and um, yay! Jason King is not here, but you know who is. Are you dressed up as a co- your costume? Spencer is just your oh oh okay thanks. Well, you can do it right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for next comedian, Spencer Devine. (laughs) So, (laughs) my costume is the realization of all my fears that I wouldn't think ahead of time i really i thought back in may i'm like it's gonna be the day before halloween you're not gonna have shit and you're gonna have to deal with it and then yet i thought yesterday fuck about that time that i was like you're not gonna think of anything uh but i had a human-sized garbage bag uh so i am a garbage man huh huh all right <laughs> let's give it up for rat kings you guys know about rat kings holy shit it's like a bunch of rats a fucked up flesh voltron like they tried to voltron but they didn't have the blueprints on how to voltron uh it's it's like when rats it's it's like what would happen to rats if they went into a teleporter in a sci-fi film and the guy's like, oh, it's going to be the breakthrough in teleportation. And there's just a fucked up ball of rat tails. Rat, the Rat King used to be the head of the Nutcracker Ballet. He fucking had it all. And now he's the human centipede of the rat world. Fucking rat people. I don't, I don't get it. There's nothing impressive. But when you, you know when, when you fucking catch a, a rat in a mouse trap? And it gnaws off its own arm. And there's always someone who's like, oh, isn't that so impressive that he gnawed off his own arm? No, because then he died. He died. That's the end of it. I'm, I was like, oh, man, wasn't it as impressive when Jeff got shot 47 times with a crossbow? No, because Jeff's dead. He can't impress us anymore. Superstitions, we were talking about them. They're dumb. Don't follow them. We, we've proven astrology is fake. Uh, walk under ladders. Maybe that's the safest place to be during an earthquake. If you don't like to look at yourself, fucking break a mirror. You, you don't have to blame your bad luck on the fucking position of the stars. That, I, that was decided eons ago. Except for you should take the tags off your mattress. That's how the government is tracking us. Okay? Uh, the government wants to know where you're sleeping. Uh, and also, they, they, they might be lizard people. But people are like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to identify the lizard people. You know how easy it is to identify a lizard from an animal that's not a lizard? That's how easy it would be. Is there someone that's running around in the hot, hot sun and then they stop in the shade and they just freeze and blink with no emotion? Have you ever been at a cafe and your friend takes off his skin? 
the big sign has anyone ever tried to make you eat a fucking cricket that's a real lizard person shit thing to do uh if someone wants to know if you're a lizard person that's because they're you know they're a, they're an apt mind and they're they're following what's what if someone wants to know if you're a dog person it's a serious question they want to know if you're a person who can be trusted and if you will kill their family if people want to know if you're a cat person that's because they are worried about you and they it's, it's really a health check uh but yeah it's a serious uh dog you know but you know not to shit on people who are half person half dog okay the, Yay! That's so divine. Yay! That was so funny. I almost peed my pants at one point. Thank you. Yay! And this rugla is really, really good. Lauren, thank you. Um, it's so good. I am so high that like it's. I'm starting to hallucinate a little bit, which is crazy. This I, edibles, man. I you forget that weed is a hallucinogen. It's in the same family. It's wild. Uh, hey everybody. Jared's not here. Oh, Josh is here. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. I can't, I have no idea what you're dressed as with the hat, but put your, but I know it's something clever. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay. Woo. Uh, I'm Schmitty Werber, Jaegerman Jensen. It's a SpongeBob thing. Um, but if I take off the helmet, I'm a fat skeleton, which is an oxymoron. Um, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just came out with this. I'm proud of myself. Um, I'm friends with the letter Q, but I fucking hate talking to it. It's always like, uh, no one knows how to pronounce me by myself. And it's like, dude, that sounds like a you problem. All right, that's my time. I'm, uh, all right. Um, I saw this sign on this building. It said divorce lawyers. That's a good suggestion. Um, take half that shit. Come hit me up. All right, boo boo doo. Uh, you guys see all the Kanye stuff? Um, a lot of people think Jews run the world, but that's ridiculous. Cause I listen to Beyonce, and when you listen to Beyonce, you know who run the world? Girls, yeah. So if you ever meet a Jewish girl, you do what she tells you. All right. Jews are a lot like pineapple pizza, you know. Everyone hates us. No one really knows why. You know, like we're kind of an acquired taste, but. We're sweet enough when you get to know us. We're no pepperoni, but I mean, I just wouldn't be kosher. All right. Fucking hate myself. Um, there's a lot of weird laws in religion. I think a lot of times just people making them up to get what they want. Like you read the, you read the Bible and sometimes it's like, if you accidentally kill your brother, you're allowed to marry your sister-in-law. And it's like, that's too specific. Like... Um, there's a, there's a lot of like weird stuff in religion and there's a lot of, a lot of it's weird cause like it's been translated back and forth so many times that no one, like there's so much debate about what stuff means. Like in Islam, you always hear about the, the 72 virgins things that terrorists will get. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of discussion that it probably isn't 72 virgins. It's actually 72 raisins saying that if you do all of this stuff, you'll go to the garden of Eden and get all the fruit you want. But like... How pissed would you be if you just blew yourself up in a Tel Aviv bus stop, you get all the way to heaven, and you're just like, fucking Raisin Bran? That's all? All right. Uh, one more Muslim joke. I got my food uh, from Instacart, which is like 
Fuck. Got my food a la carte, which is like Instacart for Muslims. Okay. I fucked that one up. Um, all right, we're going to do some stuff I'm working on. Um, I never really got the sex ed talk. My, uh, uh, I'm the only guy in my generation. I'm the only one who can pass down the family name, which is why I think my dad never gave me the talk. You know, they're going for like the, the Bob Ross method of family tree expansion. You know, like you just want like a happy little accident. Um, but uh, yeah, the closest thing my dad ever gave me to the talk was uh, one day he took me on a walk and he sat me down on a park bench and he was like, Josh, be careful. And that was it. Like, I don't even know if that was about sex. That could have just been like, don't mess with the IRS, you know, do your taxes on time. Uh, then I went to, I went to high school, um, high school, I didn't get great sex ed, uh, Planned Parenthood would always send a person over, um, my year they sent a pregnant lady, cause I guess she didn't get the employee discount. Um, no, she, she taught abstinence only, um, not with her curriculum, just with like the way she talks, she was just like, my feet hurt, I have to pee every 20 minutes and this baby's gonna cost more than I make in a decade, but go ahead, trust these condoms that your school gives you. They can't afford a volleyball team, but I'm sure they sprung for the top of the line condoms. Um, and then last one. Um, yeah, then I went to college and uh, they would give us these like pamphlets about like consent and that was the sex that we got there. They'd hand out these pamphlets about how important consent is. And I'd be like, I don't really want one. They'd be like, no, you have to take this. It's like, eh, that's a little weird. Um, but the, the pamphlets would be like this girl saying no means no, and then she'd put like a stop sign to say no means no, but like that's not how stop signs work. Like most of you roll through stop signs, you know? I feel like it shouldn't have been a stop sign, it should have been like a, a railroad crossing sign that was blinking and the arm was down, and it's like if you go through that, you go to jail where they run a train on you. Okay. Thanks for your time, guys. Yay! I'm so glad you shaved off that mustache from the Bob's Burger outfit. You poor thing. You were looking so smarmy, uh, which is a good favorite word of mine. Put your hands together. He's wearing a smarmy hat. Your next comedian. <laughs> Everybody, it's Dan Guan. Woo! Uh, I see uh, some of you guys are dressed up. You might not might recognize. I don't know if you can recognize me on a lot of people's shirts in Oakland, but without these glasses, I am Che Guevara. So, so if you guys need me, I will be starting a revolution very, very soon. Uh, guys, you some of you already know about this. Uh, I actually grew up in a really white town. Uh, for to give you some perspective on like how white it was, uh, the only two famous alums was a hockey player for the New Jersey Devils and Bill Burr. Yeah, and you guys ever go to a high school where the yearbook superlative was most likely to star a bar fight? Yeah, no, just me. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, my town was so white that even on the high school grounds, we're the only high school in America to have a VFW and a bar on campus, which is so convenient for the guidance counselors because then they can just point to all the other kids and be like, that's where you'll end up, actually. Okay, that one might work. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I was the only Asian kid growing up in high school, and, uh, you know, I really tried hard to be white. Like, I really did everything to be, like, a white kid. Like, I started wearing my cap backwards. I started going to tailgates. I started dating Asian women. Like, I, I did everything I could to be white, and it just, shit just would not work out. 
Which also got me feeling some type of way, because nowadays I'm seeing that a lot of white dudes are trying hard to be Asian, you know? Like, a lot of them are actually picking up Chinese classes and, like, you know, traveling abroad to China. Like, I remember one time, actually, I was having a breakfast with my dad at a restaurant. He was giving me some life lessons in Chinese, and this one random white gentleman comes up to us and says, Oh, your dad? He's very wise. Which I was like, dude, that's crazy, because I didn't know what he was trying to say. So... So you can be my, you can be his son if you really want to. All right. You know, you can totally be his son. Okay, cool. This is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, I think, uh, I've been called a lot, a lot throughout the years. I've been called that I'm uh, mature for my age, uh, which I call as another word for depressed. Uh, but, uh, why do we call it that we act mature for your age, but you're not too young. You don't act young for your age, right? You don't hear people saying you don't act young for your age. Like, it's like okay to see a 10-year-old do, do their parents' taxes, but not okay to say, why don't your parents do their taxes? Like, you know? No? That one's a little bit of a thinker? All right, cool. Well, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll, we'll see what we go, we go with there. Um, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I think immigrant parents are also strange because they always pick the weirdest times to drop major news. Like, one time I was, having a dinner, I was having a dinner conversation with my dad. I told him, I said, hey, I got dinner with my Mexican friend, to which he responded, huh? Yeah, I used to live in Mexico like 50 years ago. To which I was like, dude, that's like kind of a weird news to drop like in front, in front of dinner. That'd be like just me saying like, oh, hey, I got like if my friend came up to me and was like, hey, I got lunch with my girlfriend the other day. I was like, huh. Yeah, I used to fuck her 20 years ago. Like, you know what that's crazy? Okay, one, one, one little chuckle there. Okay, that might, might work. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, so some of you guys also know this. I'm already, I'm a runner. I'm a huge runner. And I think, uh, runners are, are weird people, right? But more specifically, I think races are pretty weird. Cause when I run a race, you see all these weird signs like go get them. The rate, the finish line's right there. You can shit in five miles. Like, you know, it's pretty weird, right? I find like signs about shitting are pretty weird during a race. Cause, uh, I already shat three miles ago, you know? So like that just, that just, I mean, Okay, I'm gonna go take a shit now. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Dan Guan, everyone, aka Che Guevara. Uh, I have to burn some time until the other people come, so I'll do some new stuff now. Yay, me. Oh my god, you guys! I've eaten so many edibles. That's where this pot belly came from. I am, I am, I am higher than I've been in a long time. It feels borderline dangerous. Um, but I have these crazy thoughts, and I don't know if it can turn into something or not. But that everyone's—we can save the world together. And we can all get along if people can just kind of hold and hold cognitive dissonance and be okay with it. Like having a, such a flexible mind that you can hold all kinds of disparate ideas at once, even though they might not jive together, right? Like I can believe that Jesus was a totally cool guy Right, and I can believe that the T-Rex was a dragon and that chia seeds are really important and are really good and you need to eat them and they're life-saving. I can believe that corn syrup causes autism 
And that all these things that the moon landing wasn't real, but there's and there's people that own houses. Like, what is that anyway? But I can hold all of these flexible ideas in my mind. And whenever I read a book or I read something like I can learn and then there's more flexibility in my brain to think about those things. I'm really high. But does that make sense? Like a little bit that. But if everybody, because it just makes me so crazy that people are like, abortions are bad. And it's like, okay, I, for you, like you, for you, you believe in some guy in the clouds who's going to get mad at you if you have, if you don't have some baby, but you already had sex, which is bad and it was outside of marriage. So you already really fucked up really bad. It's like, can't, what? What? <laughs> But it's fine. They can believe that. But then also, you know, they haven't lived the other experience. So anyway, I just, I hate that there's all this. It's just so crazy. Okay. And here's what happened to me today. This is crazy because the hubris of men in San Francisco, but not just all men, this guy was clearly questionably housed and he came up to in between me and this other attractive middle-aged woman and she later confessed to me she goes I'm she's like this place is changing I was like and he started the children have to leave before I can tell you what he was saying he was talking to us and he he's hi we don't have any candy I'm sorry but you look like a really great t-rex dragon are you a dragon or a t-rex are you a lizard person you're a dinosaur awesome t-rex was a dragon I think he had big wings and flew anyways this guy came up to us and he was behind. He's like, ladies, I'm 56 years old and I just need to tell you that I haven't been effed in a really long time and it would be great if either one of you. And I was like, this is what you keep saying? And he kept talking and talking behind us. She and I are looking at each other and I wanted to say something, but I didn't know what to say. And he just wouldn't stop. And I was like, the hubris of this guy to think that he can, like, I mean, what is he trying to gain from that interaction anyways? And then I, when we started walking across the street, because he didn't follow us, thank God, I just, I said, aren't you just so glad the patriarchy is so real? <laughs> she like laughed and she's like, San Francisco is changing. And I was like, I know. Just, I was just so offended because it's like, how dare he even, th I mean, and I'm, that, that just makes me a really bad person that I'm like, how dare I, he think he can talk to me? But, <laughs> but especially if he said really rude things, I don't know. Anyways. It, it hurt my feelings that he just felt like it was okay to say lewd things to me on the street and that I would somehow like it because I'm o of a certain age. Like once you're over 40, you want every guy to compliment you because you're so fucking insecure. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. You can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. Okay, thank you for letting me rant. Is it, it's just the philosophical stuff though. There's something funny there. I just don't know what it is. Okay. Good. Well, I don't know what happened to Jason King, Jared, Senna. Uh, who were the others on the list? There was uh, another girl, Kavita Singh. So, no, I'm just saying they didn't show up, and it's it's okay. I mean, it's early, but they didn't. So it's kind of like I mean, it's Halloween. I'm I actually am going to work at Doc's Box, so I gotta. But I'd keep this open, but it's just they're not. Here, well, I'll put on a song, and I'll be here for another couple minutes. You, everyone else, you can leave or stay or do whatever you want. But thank you for being here. Clap for yourselves. Have a happy, safe Halloween.
Yay. Yeah, seriously, be safe out there. Be careful, kids. And um, yay. And thanks for bringing me that jacket from RERER, Racer Alex. That's really nice. Yeah. It's like a mom jacket, too. It's perfect for my outfit. So good stuff. beneath a hundred mattresses, grain of grit inside flesh without bone, fever in my temple, flint grinding in my throat, wondering when I should daub a black cross on my door. Six months inside at least. Joke is you would get less time for battery, but that joke is flat and frankly laughing hurts. I sleep when I should be awake and make plain pasta at two in the morning and only eat half. I spit and spit and wash my mouth to try and dry it and I spit. I cannot smoke and the hypnotics dehydrate and every swallow makes me like a screaming eyeless thing at the foot of a crucifix. A pope trapped in a clear square like Tilda grieving in war requiem. So I lie awake hearing Maggie scream and Tony blaspheme and a church full of soldiers singing about being Christian and watching the figures creep up and thinking, I, I will not, I will not die. Anybody know who the boy is? His name was Charlie Rust. I'm his mother. He's only 10 years old.
I've been ballin' a shiny black steel jackhammer Been chippin' up rocks for the great highway I live five years if I take my time
Hello. I'm Claudia. And I am the Loaf. You're here with us on Tuesday night? Yep, it is Tuesday night. That much I know for sure. It is our 49th episode. 49! So close to a year. We're getting there. We're going to do something really special um, on the 52nd episode. Yeah. Okay, shit. I I shouldn't have said that. Now (laughs) we don't have anything planned. We don't know what it is yet. (laughs) (laughs) Worst case scenario, we blow up the studio, (laughs) uh, take hostages. I don't know. No, no, no. no, Nothing (laughs) like that. It was a joke. It was a joke. Don't send the SWAT team. Um, but no, we're, we're, yeah, we, we've been doing this a minute. It's, it's fun, and we love to keep coming down here and doing this. But yeah, 49, uh, 49th episode, and that is the square root of 7. 7 by 7 is 49. We live in a city that is 7 by 7 miles. So The loaf had the amazing idea. I, I, did, I did the math, and the <laughs> 7 by 7 is, is 49. San Francisco's 49 square miles, so we're doing San Francisco X. Francisco bands, um, yeah, so of, all sorts, of all sorts, of all sorts. Yeah, I, uh, a lot of good picks. Uh, Claudia came through uh, and uh, rocked this set out. I uh, I came through and made it better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the reason y'all don't have to listen to Santana tonight. So <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, I'll I'll just put it that way. I was way. running out of San Francisco bands because we kept it really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty well, we're trying not to like, like, like overlap with so many bands we played before. Although yeah. by the end of it, we, we 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 did not accomplish that at all. But whatever, if you don't like it, you don't you don't have to listen. Or right. You can send us hate mail. Or, <laughs> oh man, I wish we could get we gotta get started getting mail delivered here or hate yeah, mail. Right. There's <laughs> gotta be like if we got one determined, you know person out there that would like pick up a pen and paper to hate us i would Dear feel Claudia, so validated <laughs> like you know you know you you know you're doing something good when you have haters yeah, you, know? you can send us letters like uh casey Kasem dedications <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna do a little do a little research see, see where the where the map should go and uh we'll, we'll be taking those requests next week yeah for our 50th <laughs> show the big five oh oh i haven't even told claudia this is news live on the air next week Five O, the big five O, right? So I'm thinking all songs about cops. Yeah, I'm down the for bit, that. Five O. Yeah. You know? Six up. Yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> something that came to me. And there's a lot of songs about the police. So. Right. Fuck them. Um what well anyways, we, we got started off there with uh the Grateful Dead. And that was actually one of my choices. I, yeah, I, that one surprised me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When Pete says, I want to listen to the Grateful Dead, we're starting the set off. It's an easy wind. It was actually um, my old buddy Clay lives out in Noonan, Georgia. Uh, when I asked about um, earworms, you know, like what songs get stuck in your head for, you know, I was doing a little research for our show last week. He's like, I can't explain it, but this one always gets in my head. And it's so funny. We used to be in like this little hardcore punk rock band, and like we were both like, "Yeah, the group will dead." Well, suck it up because that's not going to happen all the time. But there's a little easy win from Grateful Dead. Yeah. From there, we went to the ballad of you and me and Punil. Uh, Captain and Punil. <laughs> I was going to say Punil sounds like a euphemism, like <laughs> vagina or something. Like. <laughs> Uh, get, your, get, get your pineal checked out, you know. Can I smell? Can I smell? Can I smell your pineal? <laughs> uh, it must be my foot then. Uh, so uh. the ballad of you and me and pineal by Jefferson Airplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Brick Mother and the Holding Company with Try. 
That one I would like to dedicate to uh, the Loaf and I lost member of our family this week, uh, our kitty Russell. And Russell hated the sound of Janis Joplin's voice. He did. I don't know what it was. Like he would like jump up onto the the stereo and like knock the arm off of the record, you know. And then he turned <laughs> like figured out how to turn the stereo off. He'd be like, no, no. So it was kind of like a roommate agreement we had for years, but no. Now, basically, what she said, we could listen to Janis Joplin yeah, in the house. Right. I mean, not you know, we're gonna be doing it all the time or anything, but it's like you know, knowing there's not gonna be a vicious cat attack yeah, right. on the other side of it. So that one's going out to Russell, which somewhere in the ether, he's like, really, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm glad his ghost. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm glad we had him. You know, put to sleep with the, the humane society because if his ghost was at our house, he would be yeah, like. Right. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Sharon Jones poster. Where is all this puke coming from? <laughs> yeah. Who keeps eating all this plastic? <laughs> uh, which is apparently a thing. Cats like some cats yeah. like to eat plastic. Yeah, uh, he was a goblin for it. He was. Um <laughs> any way you want it, that's the way you did it. Any way you want it. Oh, After Big Brother we had Journey. We had journey. We had journey. Um, one of the funniest things, like, well, I was talking about this old, old graffiti guy I used to hang out with when I used to fuck around with that shit and just have nothing better to do than walk around and get drunk and spray paint on walls and shit. I used to hang out with this guy, and uh, his, 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 I was say, his graffiti name was Ether. He's, he's, he's a well-known piece of shit around these parts, but uh, one of the funniest is uh, he would sometimes get just, like, unnecessarily violent, but one of the funniest ever, we were... I can't remember. It might have been Mission Bar. Might, I think it might have been. Um, we were a couple of places that night and drinking heavily. Might have been the um, what's the one on? Uh, anyways, it was it was some bar in the Mission, and some guy. There's some Journey came on on the jukebox inside the place, and we were walking by, and this guy starts talking smack about Journey, and an Ether like just totally like grabs the guy by the lapel, starts shaking him and punching him, and like you don't talk shit about fucking Journey, man. <laughs> and, and like this guy just like all I've ever heard him put on like anything is like hip hop or whatever or punk rock and he's like you fucking fuck with Journey man San Francisco natives oh. and I'm like whoa dude y'all 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 claim <laughs> serious about your journey y'all, over y'all, here. y'all claiming Journey that hard uh, okay right. so I want to I want to I want to dedicate that one to Ether <laughs> and uh, all of the U S crew uh, uh, while we're up and standing yeah the, the whole crew. Any way you want it, that's all. Oh! We close that out with uh, Steve Miller Band doing Jet Airliner. That was a surprise to me. I Normally we don't have to research our music for the most part. Like it's just kind of floating around. We did a little Googling. But we had to do some Googling for this one because uh, mm. we also wanted bands that were from San Francisco, not necessarily like transplants. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. you know, from Pasadena, but made their start here or whatever, like yeah. really formed here. And Steve Miller Band was one of them, and I was like, I didn't ever knew that. <laughs> I love the Steve Miller Band. Yeah, I, I think they kind of stand out more as like kind of like a like a pop rock act, even yeah. though you know it's got hooks, it's got like some some rock into it, but it's still got like a poppiness to it. They kind of like was different than you know you you wouldn't brand that San Francisco. Right. You know? Well, I think I, it's because I I got into the Steve Miller Band in Florida, living in Florida, so yeah. I always associated it with that like. Kind of down home, like Leonard Skinner, like I. The only t- I saw know. them play. Well, saw I couldn't see them, but they they were playing at a state fair in Florida. It kind mm-hmm. of like kind of. 
Steve Miller and it was in Florida. It really speaks to Florida people. Too, it, does, like, it does. So I just assumed they were like from somewhere down there. You know? I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, let them have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. like, like they need something. They, they yeah. ain't got much, man. Like look, look, right. look what they're fucking the, the barrel they're facing down, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let Florida have Steve Miller. <laughs> DeSantis, man, fucking if Steve Miller was governor, it'd be a little bit cooler. <laughs> Some people call me the governor. He calls him that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet we got some more music, huh? We do. We're coming up with some uh, Etta James, who was born and raised in the Fillmore. Yep. Something's got to hold on me. You know, between Rick James, um, James Hetfield, um. Of all the James-related musicians, she's, uh, I think, one of the most talented. Yeah. I, I thought I had more of a list in my head right there. But it was, it was, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back at the, after the break. And, right. and yeah, yeah. Should have wrote that down. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before.
Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Michael. Hi, 
and German strudels. <laughs> you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Looking forward to today's movie. And uh, it's a real, you know, and it's a new year. Welcome to the new year once again. Once again. I, I believe this is our second show this month. Yes. Yes. That's right. Fingers crossed. You are listening to us on mutinyradio.fm. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., we are sandwiched in between a full day of entertainment. Uh, Found Round Sound with Scotto is at noon, Pacific Standard Time. Ugly Sundays. After us. After us. And that uh, they usually go like four hours. It's really good. All so right. check out Muni Radio. You can go to mutinyradio.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast feed. Just search for the acronym. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Yep. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did I just say that? What 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 is the name of the YouTube channel? Let's L watch L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Oh, you know sign language too, like me? Yeah. Well, someone asked me what my podcast was, and I went, Oh. And they punched me in the face. Uh, anyway, so we are excited. Carl is excited. We are watching a really exciting movie on YouTube. We want you to join us. Let us watch a full-length movie. It's a movie that I read about. It's on YouTube. I'm really excited to see this one. We want you to go to YouTube. We want you to find this movie. We want you to listen to us and watch the movie at the same time. If that's too much work, just subscribe to the podcast. Carl takes care of it after our the production. The YouTube channel. The YouTube channel. Subscribe what did I say? to it. The podcast, and it is the same thing. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've done yeah. the hard work. Yeah, you actually listened to our podcast, which is uh, yeah. hard work in itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Muni Radio is, uh, you can go ahead and donate to Muni Radio at Muni Radio on Venmo. Dot uh, FM? Oh. They're on Discord. Carl, I would love for us to hang out on a Sunday afternoon and uh -huh. listen to our show and just take questions from Discord. On and the that'd Radio be interesting. Discord. We, yeah. we 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 listen to our show in real time and we stay do, do we show a video of ourselves no we just chat Whoa. i guess we could just chat or i don't know how what a discord is but mutiny radio has one and l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t has its own discord right. away from mommy and daddy uh, uh mutiny radio, radio. Mm -hmm. yeah so you can check us out there you can is, check us is out that the one we'll be on or will we be on mutiny Maybe we could tell Muni, because I don't think Muni's kind of barren. So if we spend two hours on it, it's going to be there forever. Yeah, maybe we could do it. Maybe we could say, hey, check us out on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Discord instead of the Muni Radio Discord. All huh? right. Well, we'll uh, what do you, which one do you want to do? You want to do Muni because there's... Well, we could say, hey, we're at Muni. I have executive decision. Let's I say we do, we do it the first time on Mutiny, and we yeah. clog up their Discord channel with our stuff. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. We'll keep us, star Christine. Anyway, Carl, I'm really excited. What is the movie we are watching this week? Today we will watch Dead End 1937. Dead End okay. 
1937. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. I don't need to tell you how to spell dead or end or 1937 even. But the channel we like is The Immortal Sun. I was just telling Carl, like, these names on YouTube, they're getting a little cocky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. we're reaching if prime If the son age. is immortal, does that mean that the father will not, no. was not immortal and the and the yeah. son's kid will not be immortal? Yeah. So it's the right. son. Yeah, his kid is probably like a million years old right now. Yeah. What no, if you were immortal now? That would suck. You would miss decades of centuries of, like, enjoyable life oh yeah we missed all the good stuff oh, I'm immortal now. what right before the apocalypse fuck that's why i like a sword that you could be immortal i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. it's too late, too late. I, 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 uh, sure 1600s okay well imagine how boring it's gonna be when the like world destroys itself like when we are extinct and you're still around why oh what a bummer <laughs> You can finally catch up on your TV shows <laughs> <laughs> if there's TV. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. Oh, what a horrible thought. Okay, so we want you to go type in Dead End 1937. Find yeah. The Immortal Sun is hosting the movie. Click the link, hit pause, move your timer to 000. We're really excited. Carl has interviewed a celebrity comedian. And that yes. celebrity comedian is going to tell a little bit about his or her life, their life. And then uh, they're going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when they say go, you're going to hit the button. Give you a couple of minutes, find the movie, get yourself ready, meet a new person. Carl, take it away. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stand by. We're having technical difficulties with your intestines. <laughs> Don't bogart the Humphrey, dude. <laughs> Wait, we're seconds away from that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with... Alex Grubard! Hello! Hey, I'm Alex. How are you guys? Thanks for having me, Carl. So we see each other out there on the comedy scene, some open mics, some shows and stuff, but I'm wondering if you're a relocated Philly comic. I am in, in one way or the other, depends how you're asking. I did live in Philadelphia for almost seven years. Uh -huh. before moving to Jersey City, New Jersey, which is where I live now, where we're the, the epicenter of where we're running into each other. Yes. The epicenter of the tri-state area, Jersey City. Everybody Certainly. knows that. Uh, you know, Newark thinks they're above us. And New York City, they're down to fifth, I think. It goes Jersey City, Newark, Philly, Long Island, New York. That's how I see things. <laughs> but, That's a unique perspective. Well, I'm a unique guy. I see the world through rose-colored glasses out here. <laughs> Town I live in is the coolest. Yeah, yeah I do. City. But I do love it. Yeah, I mean, I love Philly, too. I lived in Philly for almost seven years. It was phenomenal. What a town. You're definitely a for-real-ass comedian who is in the clubs. I mean, you're a regular on the circuit of, what, helium, uh, punchline, wisecracker, so you're out there. And well, one of the things I wanted to highlight about your career is an extremely successful show. It has toured the country, and this is Weeding Out the Stoned. It's like a game show. There's like yeah. one person who's not stoned. I'm seeing here Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, where we're broadcasting out of L.A., Buffalo. Tell me about uh, Weeding Out the Stoned. How did it happen? What's it all about? Where are we going to be next? Uh, Weeding Out the Stone is the game show of sobriety tests. Like you said, it's a pack of comics. They're all high but one. We play a series of sobriety test games, and after each game, 
the audience eliminates somebody they think is high to try and leave the sober person left at the end. Uh-huh. And everybody wins prizes. So, yeah, it is a game show. I mean, at the time, living in Philly, there were a lot of um, – I started the show in 2015. But I had started other game shows like the year before. I did this show called Curses, the game show of swears, obscenities, and censorship. Uh-huh. I did another show called Electile Dysfunction that was an entire political season inside of 90 Minutes. So it was like, you know, you an- you announce your candidacy over the internet, you make a campaign video, the show happens, we air the campaign video, they come out, they make speeches, throwing their hat in the ring. Then, uh-huh. you know, we do a debate, we do questions, then they go out, we do a vote, then they come out and do concession speeches and victory speech. It was like, uh, no, both of those shows were fun. And they would start to get a little press, like local press. Um, but then we did Weeding Out the Stone, and it was just like, oh, this is an instant hit. This was, yeah, we were right. instantly selling out. Um, how that, all those kinds of shows happened. So a lot of people were doing gimmicky shows, like high concept, quote unquote, talk shows, game shows, variety shows. Right. And these two people, like um, Kate Bamford and Aaron Evans, they uh, decided to throw a festival, like I said. They just, they just happen. And so they threw a festival called $5 Comedy Week. And it was 30 brand new shows. Every show is $5 for a week. So like four shows a night. Gotcha. So, you know, I did like these things are happening around that time. The third $5 Comedy Week is when I pitched Weeding Out the Stone. Because truth is, I also realized as a guy who had lived in New York as a you know 22-year-old, I'm like, these festivals don't just fall out of the sky like this. That's like a really cool, fun thing. You can make, they give you a percentage of the door. It's in this town I live in. I don't have to travel and it costs nothing to submit. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to submit all the time. And not, and really, I mean, I'm not kidding. I just was in the bathroom. Every time I was in the bathroom, I'm just rattling off show <laughs> ideas to them, just firing them off on my phone. I'm just like, ratemyprofessor.com, the show, you know, the Tumblr show, the Twitter show, whatever. And so, like, I mean, million little ideas like that. Um, and it was super fun. I thought it was so fun to, like, think of them, you know, world's strongest magician, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Or something at the wall. Because they even did things like, that were, like, the bit show where it would be like a series of shorter shows. Okay. So like a 10 minute show, then a nine minute show, then an eight minute show. And so sometimes like I would one time just submitted like the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was just like guys in uh, Eagles jerseys playing Eagle Eagles songs. Okay. And, wow, you know, that's interesting. Exactly. So it's like a lot of bits. I did a bit uh, that I actually turned into a weeding out the stone game. It was a, a bit show. It was like a three minute show. It was called helium comedy club. Helium was a big club in Philly he is still, but it was just uh, comics take some helium. They just like you know, <laughs> suck in helium and then tell a joke. Helium Comedy Club. <laughs> so it was like, and there were tons of shows like that. There was So the bit show was always like, it doesn't even have to be a real show. You don't have to do it for an hour. You can do the thing on this other thing for two minutes. And it's yeah. just a gag. It's a bit part of the weeding it's out the joke. stone. And then it becomes, a, and then I got, you know, thinking things like that. I got better at thinking of games and writing a run of show and writing at writing a press kit and putting all these things out so you can actually book venues. And, you know, I think having your own show, even I think of it like having my own TV show, even though it's mm-hmm. obviously not on TV and, and not for nothing. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to put a huge production on essentially a big production that's being filmed for nothing, but yeah. you know, yeah. you figure it out, DIY or die, <laughs> you know, it's because um, you love it. I love it. I mean, I love the game show thing. I think they're super fun. At the time, around all this time, 
was going on, I definitely had this thought in my head of like, what is a, since the internet is getting bigger and streaming platforms and et cetera, and this is seven, eight years ago I'm talking about, I was like, well, what's a show that just because of what it is, it can't air on television, it has to air on the internet. So I was like, yeah. a show about curse words, you uh -huh. know? And then I kind of got to, yeah, a show about marijuana, you know, about cannabis and that kind of stuff. Like I said, it was an instant hit. And I had already been doing game shows like once a month, like all year. So then I was just like, insert weeding out the stone and did this monthly slot at this venue. Only got bigger and bigger, you know, it was it was nuts. So, yeah, that's weeding and weeding's still going. You know, yeah. I've got a show December 3rd in New York City and I'll go on tour again next April. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. April seems to be the month for it, right? April, April is, is the weeding out the stone month. It has been. You like it's kind of one of those like I can't do enough shows in April, and then like May is like fine. By the summer, honestly, like college kids are like home, and it's a little like it's not our season. Yeah. But then back in the fall, it's pretty good. Um, but April, it just builds to April. <laughs> it's like uh, it's ridiculous. Now, you mentioned Helium. It's a huge club, but it's also where you recorded your comedy special. They invited you to do it. Let me <laughs> yeah. teach you how to distill gin. What a weird title. <laughs> you how to distill gin. Was, is that a bit of yours, or how did that become yeah. the title of it? Yeah, that's a joke of mine, and I just uh, thought it would be... I, I was, you know, talking to another comic and, like, throwing ideas for the title at him, and, I, you know, it's... A, good buddy of mine that was like the only one he liked <laughs> out of the titles Perfect. i think i was probably trying to be a little too um oh but i kind of almost wish i wish i titled it just gin <laughs> or something yeah. Or, yeah or whatever i don't know because it is long but it, it, yeah the distilled gin now it's it's Who regularly cares? played on sirius xm what yeah. what what are the what channel is it on uh a so, of the comedy Again, yeah, I mean, I forget exactly. There's like five of them. There's Comedy USA, and I have some tracks that are explicit and some that aren't. So uh -huh. it's like the way that that works, from my understanding, is like there's Raw Dog, there's Comedy yes. USA. Raw Dog does, they will play dirty stuff. Comedy USA doesn't. There's a couple of others, I think. Mm -hmm. I think there's five um, that play comedy regularly. And they do things like seasonally sometimes. So like I have some college stuff that I think gets played around the college like going back to college stuff. Mm -hmm. so I went back to college, you know, I've yeah. uh, got a lot of material on that and that stuff is pretty clean. So like I've got, you know, it's like a third of my track is kind of explicit and the rest is pretty clean. Okay. Now Alex Grubar, G-U-R-U-B-A-R-D, G-R-U-B-A-R-D. AlexGrubar.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Alex Grubar. I'm Alex Grubar on like everything. everything uh yeah i've got you know a link tree all that kind of stuff but if you just go to alexgrubard.com or find me on instagram you probably find everything pretty easily for just straight yeah. up me and then there's weedingoutthestone.com and there's a weeding out the stone account for like also everything you can follow me or weeding out the stone on bands in town even and find uh -huh. out when i've got shows for either one um there's you know i've got just accounts out there with yeah just pretty straightforward but if there's one info. place, is it alexgrubar.com? Uh, alexgrubar.com, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you'll yeah. find everything else there. Yeah, all my social media are like there. And yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Now, Alex Grubar, 
Everyone at home is poised to press play at the exact same, same time we do here in the studio. We're all going to watch this YouTube movie together. So why don't you go ahead, Alex Grubard, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, all right. Here we go. All right. Thanks for having me, by the way. Guys, get ready. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Thank you, Samuel Goodwin, for presenting this film. Now, this isn't Goldwyn Mayer era. This is before the merger. This is before Mayer. Samuel Goldwyn was completely active on this film, producing it. Samuel Golden Miner. Well, you know, there's a Samuel Golden production movie house. Like, there's a, a, movie, um, a production company called Samuel Goodwin, I believe. You see how Humphrey Bogart was listed first? Yeah. Yeah, that means we're watching not the first release. When the first release came out, uh, Claire, I forget her name. She's not in front of me right now. She was, she had top billing uh, and it was not cool. So they fixed it in later releases. What, he became like a superstar two seconds later and they're like, well, oh shit. I mean, yeah, he had already been a superstar um, uh he he had done a he had done another film. It's not right in front of me right now, but he had done another film in which he was a gangster. And so they just said, "Hey, he'd be good for this." And he just got it because it was easy. He had already had some success. Okay, here's our. We stayed near Kansas River for many of the, the years. The dirty banks of the East River was lined with the tenements of the poor. Then the rich, discovering the river traffic was picturesque, moved into the houses eastward. I said it right, picturesque. Picturesque. And now the terraces of these great apartment houses look down in the windows of the tenement poor. Well, that's not a very good job of gentrification if you get to look down at the tenement poor. Maybe that's what you want. Like you look down, you literally look down on the poor. Well, you'll see in this film, they literally look down on the poor. Now, what we're seeing right now is an extremely elaborate movie set. Interesting. They built those flannels. Yeah, they were going to be, they were going to do this, of course, on location in Manhattan. You see, this started as a play, so okay. you you know, but what we're looking at right now, it really—that's a painting in the background. It oh. really is a a big lot. Now, this lot would get—they uh, would throw uh, garbage. You see how clean it looks right now? Ish, yeah. Well, the thing is. Uh, Mayor would walk around. Goldwyn Mayor would walk. Ugh, oh, look at them. There's the fancy pants. Good old Sam. Yeah, he would say, like, clean up this set. And the director's like, it's a slum. So every night he would go and clean it up himself personally. And he insisted that the opening. This guy is sleeping on the wrong side of the docks. <laughs> Not the tracks, the docks. Yeah, like, it's. you can tell this is a miniature because there's a Lionel train behind it. That's now, a big building. Richie Rich apartment building, and to the in front of him where he's walking is like a tenement building. Wait, didn't Richie Rich have a friend who's like his little poor friend? I I read I a lot remember. of Richie Rich, but I don't remember that. All I remember is Jackie Joker. Is that a problem? <laughs> he, had, he had a comedian friend. Corey, 